Hello, and welcome to the Idaho Reports podcast. I'm producer Ruth Brown. Today, I'm joined by Lee Flynn, director of the Idaho Crisis and Suicide Hotline. Thanks for joining me, Director Flynn. Oh, it's nice to be here. Thank you, Ruth. So today I want to talk about the 988 hotline. This summer, Idaho made a transition to using 988, a statewide crisis line, rather than just the suicide prevention line. Can you walk me through what you've seen come through the crisis line and how it's different than the previous suicide prevention line? Sure. I I think I would start by saying, just in case there are people out there that are hearing about 988 for the first time. So 988, uh, the transition to 988 um, has been in the works nationally for about two years. And so on July 16th of this year, 988 became the universal mental health and suicide prevention crisis number, not just in Idaho, but but across the entire nation. And that is a huge step forward for improving access for every person, um, no matter where they live in this country or in our state. How does the expansion of services benefit Idaho? Uh, I know there, there's an outreach to all types of mental health services, as well as substance use disorder needs, families in crisis. Can you walk me through what some of those uh, calls navigate? Sure. Um, so with 988, it's it really is meant to be more than a suicide prevention crisis number. And I, and I would say, you know, for Idaho Crisis and Suicide Hotline, we have operated in Idaho for 10 years now. And our name used to be Idaho Suicide Prevention Hotline. We changed our name and updated our name um, in spring of this year specifically for two reasons. One is that from the very beginning, 10 years ago, despite what our name was, um, we from day one have gotten crisis calls. We have, you know, for 10 years, we've had Idahoans reach out in different, you know, experiencing different types of crisis. Um, A lot of people reach out because they're feeling suicidal And just as many reach out because they are feeling they're going through some other type of crisis. Some of the common reasons that people reach out, um, at least what we see here in Idaho, are um, self-reported mental health challenges. Every single day, we hear from a lot of Idahoans that are struggling with anxiety, depression, bipolar disorder, um, people struggling with substance use disorder, And we also get a a lot of calls from people who are experiencing some kind of grief or or loss, you know, and a lot of times the loss could be associated with a loss of physical health. Um, You know, a lot of people reach out when they've lost a loved one and they're grieving. And um, and then another common reason that people reach out and is because of a loss of a relationship. You know, we hear from a lot of people that are going through breakups or getting divorced. And and, it you know, it makes sense. These are really life. You know, these are things that happen to us during our life. And so we just want to let people know that when you call 988, you will connect with a uh, crisis responder and it's okay to call. We encourage people to call no matter what kind of uh, difficulty and crisis they're experiencing. Um, Walk me through, is there a specific service for veterans? Yes. So when a person calls 988, what happens is it's it's a national routing system, um, and we are um, in Idaho. We are a member of the 988 Suicide Prevention Lifeline, which is a national organization. So when a person calls 988, 
they will hear they they will have different options and one of the options is to press 1 to connect to the veterans crisis line and that's a line for veterans um active duty you know any service members a person is given the option of pressing 2 for a spanish speaking line and a new, very new option about a month ago is people now have the option of pressing 3 for specialized support for GLBTQ youth. So if a per, when a person calls 988, they can select one, two, or three, or they can stay on the line and be connected to the nearest crisis care um, center. So that's kind of how it works. So people have uh, people have options. You know, they can they can select one of those, or they can stay on the line to connect with us. Director Flynn, can you talk to me about uh, some of the aspects of the hotline outside of just the call center? Sure. I think it's really important that people know that 988 is an easy to remember crisis number, but it's so much more than that. So there are three essential elements to 988. And the first one we've been talking about mostly, and that is someone to call. So someone to call right now, when a person calls 988, they will be routed to Idaho Crisis and Suicide Hotline. The second essential element of 988 is someone to respond. And that reflects the really important work being done by Idaho's mobile crisis teams, which right now are operated by the Department of Health and Welfare. They operate in all seven regions. And then the third essential element of 988 is somewhere to go. And that is the incredible work being done at Idaho's community crisis centers. And there are seven in Idaho. And in the future, there, there will hopefully be more. But that's just to kind of um, you know show that 988 is a number, but it's also the path forward. And it's an ongoing transition to a better, more comprehensive crisis care system that is going to help Idahoans in every community across the state. I want to focus on something that Director Jepson brought up last uh, month. He's the health and welfare director, and he noted that um, last month the Idaho Crisis and Suicide Lot Hotline had seen a call volume increase of about 39% compared to the same time frame in 2021, and nationally the reports of call volume were increasing uh, nearly 50%. Uh, can you talk to me about... Uh, what the call volume increase difference is and, and how, how are the hotline um, employees and volunteers handling that? Sure. We, at that point, our call volume was up about uh, 39%. And it's it's been hovering around that since 988 launched. Um, at the beginning, there was a bigger spike and then it kind of leveled out a bit. But that's still, a, that's a significant increase in, in contact volume. And so it's actually along the lines of what we expected, and it's pretty similar with what other crisis call centers are seeing across the nation. What we expect moving forward is, you know, 988, you know, again, went live in July of this year, and it's going to take a while, you know, to really um, gain momentum um, and and raise awareness, but that will happen. You know, I, I think of it in terms of, you know, in the late 1960s, when 911 became, um, you know, became the emergency number, 
that didn't happen overnight. And 988, you know, awareness will not happen overnight either. But what we expect moving forward is a continuing significant increase in contact volume. So because of that, we are continually uh, building capacity and hiring more people. Um, we are going to need to have more people taking phone calls, more people doing various uh, various jobs here at the at the hotline, and so that is that is uh, that is what we're focused on right now. In the first year when 988 launched, there was some congressional funding allocated. I see the Department of Health and Welfare plans to ask for some ARPA funding for the next fiscal year. Um, mm-hmm. that'll hold you over. Is there a concern about ongoing funding, how you'll pay these new staffers? I think, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic right now. Idaho has, Idaho is um, doing really great work as far as supporting the transition to 988, and that includes funding. And I would say, you know, this is because of bipartisan support from state legislators and it's also, um, you know, it's also to the credit of Governor Little and his staff and his Behavioral Health Council. So Idaho is really doing a good job in this area. That said, um, when 988 became federal law a couple of more than well a couple of years ago, um, it was not funded. And so 988, as great as it is, you know, when it became federal law, it was an unfunded mandate. So moving forward, Idaho, um, you know, we are, uh, you know, it's going to take all of us, but Idaho right now is taking a lead on supporting 988. And I'm optimistic that that continues. Um, But it is worth noting that this is, you know, when state lawmakers vote on supporting 988 or not, uh, depends on, you know, it depends who who are in those seats. It depends on who is elected. And so, you know, so I'm, I'm optimistic, but I'm also a little bit concerned because, as you noted, there is not a built-in funding mechanism for 988 at this time in Idaho. You mentioned the Idaho Behavioral Health Council, which we have reported on extensively. Um, three of the legislators that sit on that, Senator Nelson, Senator Agenbrod, and Representative Likely, will not be coming back to the State House in January. Um, do you do you think there's legislative support to keep the hotline funded? Are you confident or um, are there plans to perhaps get grants elsewhere? Uh, the hotline has for several years had a contract with the Department of Health and Welfare and we have received, historically, we have received some amount of state funding to help us with our operations. Um, we also have to fundraise from other, you know, f- from other places. And so, you know, I've been in this role for two and a half years and the whole time have focused on raising funds um, as part of one, of one of my areas of responsibility. And so we, it really does take a community effort. We get support from the state of Idaho. We get support from local businesses. We get support from individuals. Um, and private foundations. And, you know, it really, I I cannot emphasize enough, it really is a labor of love, and we appreciate the community that supports us. Uh, I've heard you mention this in legislative hearings, but while I have you, is there anything that you think folks should know about the type of people uh, that call these hotlines when they're in crisis? What, What would you want the public to know that maybe they don't understand? 
I think one thing that often surprises people is that it's the people who reach out to us at the hotline are really from all walks of life. You know, we serve, we support Idahoans in every county and we really support Idahoans of every age. Uh, it's shocking to a lot of people when I tell them that um, to date, our youngest caller was seven years old and our oldest caller was 92 years old. And in both situations, these were individuals that were suicidal. So we really, um, we have people across the lifespan reach out to us. And, um, and the reasons they reach out are, are different. You know, some people are feeling suicidal. Some people are going through a breakup. Some people got a tough diagnosis and they're trying to figure out how to, how to move forward with their life. Uh, sometimes kids call us and they're being bullied at school. I mean, it, it's just any number of things that cause a person to really be in crisis. That is, that is the role we play and we are, we feel honored and humbled to be able to support Idahoans in what often might, might be the, you know, a, a very tough day. Director Lee Flynn, I appreciate your time. For anyone in need of resources or more information about the hotline, visit the website at www.call988idaho.com. Thank you so much, Ruth. Presentation of Idaho Reports on Idaho Public Television is made possible through the generous support of the Laura Moore Cunningham Foundation, committed to fulfilling the Moore and Bettis family legacy of building the great state of Idaho. By the Friends of Idaho Public Television and by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Hi, I'm Marcia Franklin, the producer and host of Dialogue. For more than 25 years, we've been bringing you conversations that matter. More than 150 of those conversations are with writers, and now you can take them with you wherever you go, while you're walking, around the house, or in the car. Just search for Dialogue with Marsha Franklin on Apple Podcasts and other podcast platforms, and remember to subscribe so that new shows download automatically. Enjoy.